1: The latest on the Kansas State Wildcats from the guys of 3Maw. John Kurtz, Derek Young, and Cole Manbeck, who will get you caught up on all the things going down in Manhattan. The latest news, top stories, and insider perspectives to keep you in the know. Make sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss anything. 3Maw is proudly presented by Holiday Distillery and their vast assortment of spirits. And now, the latest episode of 3Maw.
2: Hello and welcome into another edition of 3Maw. I am John Kurtz. Back on the pod today, I've got Cole Manbeck with me. Derek Young is vacationing, but uh, in his place, we've got K-State men's basketball strength and conditioning coach, Phil Beyer. Uh, Really excited to have a chat with him about what's going on with the basketball program, uh, Shark Week, all the things uh, included in his strength and conditioning program with a really exciting bunch that the Wildcats have coming up this year. But first, as always, we got to let you know about our friends at Holiday Distillery, make sure to get your 360 vodka or your Ben Holiday Bottled and Bond bourbon, whichever it is that you prefer. If you're going to be out at the lake, which I don't know, Cole, I was thinking about this the other day when I was driving. I was like, I, this is about the time of year usually that Cole invites Derek and I to the lake house. I still have received no invites. Uh, so my 360 vodka and Ben Holiday Bottled and Bond bourbon is just waiting with uh, nowhere to be uh, to be consumed. So anyway, but if you have friends that are inviting you to the lake, that's what you need to bring. Get ready for your tailgates this fall. Uh, make sure that you get stocked up and support those who support us, our friends at Holiday Distillery, great K-State folks uh, who support us here on the pod. Uh, all right. I don't know how well that really leads into a conversation about strength and conditioning, <laughs> uh, talking about booze, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do our best here. What's uh, what's the offseason been like? How's it been treating you guys?
3: Offseason's been great. Uh, we're about week seven and a half right now, um, making a ton of progress. Uh, it's been a, been a unique experience compared to last year, having a a good, a good batch of, uh, six or six returners coming in. And then obviously the transfers and the freshmen add into that mix. Um, so that's been exciting. And then uh, a lot of different goals, like last year, pretty much everybody, but Marquise had to gain some weight and put on some muscle. And this year we got some guys that are trying to trim, trying to maintain, trying to get more powerful. It's been a lot of fun.
2: Well, I'm, I'm going to transition to something we were talking about just before we went on the air, because I, I think this is something a lot of people will really be interested in and like to see. But man, you showed us a print off that you put up as soon as the FAU game was over of the box score of the game. They've been wearing these shirts that say all in with the NCAA championship trophy. And on the back, it has the rebounding numbers from that game. Like how, how key has that been just to, to keeping everybody motivated and sharp this offseason?
3: Yeah. uh, As a, as a staff, we talk about how rebounding is effort and physicality. Okay. And that's, that's one thing you can bring every single day, whether it's just a lift or whether we're comboing lift and skill work, or whether we're comboing lift skill, skill and uh, pickup, like it's something that you can bring. And we just wanted to remind the guys that, that we were, we're very close to achieving one of our high end goals there. And I mean, Call it what it is. There was, there was 22 times where we could have grabbed the ball, and we didn't. And we lost by three points. And if you're trying to say that that's, that's not going to make a difference in, um, in the game, you're kind of you're out of your mind then. Um, but, no, the guys have embraced it. Um, like we were talking about before, like we, we have guys that want to gain weight. We have some guys that want to get leaner, some guys that just want to get stronger, some guys that want to play over the rim a little more, so working on their power um it's been it's been a lot of fun and at the same time it's like that small small detail um has had a big impact on the culture and the style of which we've trained this summer and it's been a blast
4: hey phil this is the the first time we've had you on so i want to rewind back to when you were making the decision to leave miami to come to kansas state what, what were those conversations like in the decision making process and, and jerome tang getting you to come here
3: yeah so uh like when the position opened up, I was obviously super interested. Um, Jareem Dowling is, is is my brother. Like He stood up there uh, next to me a couple months ago when, I, when me and Jenna got married. Um, and I'd always told him after our time at Arkansas State and North Texas together, like if, if, if he were to hop on with Tang, when Tang gets a head coaching job, I'd, I'd love to be in consideration. And then that led to about an hour and a half, two-hour long phone call with with me and coach and along with some other calls with me and Reem and just the vision that coach Tang has and the staff that he's put together and the types of players he recruits like it was just it was just a no-brainer I mean everything was awesome at Miami coach Laranago was great to me the rest of the staff was great and we had a had a ton of success and obviously and I I knew they were going to be good last year too but um I also knew I wanted to to work with uh, Reem again, and then Tang putting icing on the cake with the vision was was just great.
4: Unique situation last year, obviously, with Keontae and him coming in, in in late August and everything he went through in the medical process, the clearance process. I'm just curious, like from a, a strength and conditioning perspective, how did you manage your way through that and, and helping get Keontae back in shape, but also maybe not pushing him too hard early on Uh, it seems like there was probably some sort of middle ground you had to find i'm curious how you handled that from a strength and conditioning aspect
3: yeah um well first off it really started in his recruiting process so obviously once he got cleared um by all the cardiologists and the surgeons and everything like we put together a plan me and luke on like what it would look like if he were to take the purple pen and sign and 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 come to us what day one through 15 would look like all right we'd have to check a lot of different boxes um in terms of how he moved and what he was capable of and what he's been doing or what he has had experience with at florida um but for the most part we started him very 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 basic and we literally just body weight movements tempo runs which are just really runs under 80 percent of your effort um and then some skill work on the floor and we focused on I know it's it's our team saying get 1% better um, at least every day and go 1-0 in as many moments as you can. Like, that's what we're doing. We're like, hey, like, let's get through this conditioning. Okay, good. You smashed that. Nice. Now we'll add a lift to it before. Great. Now we're going to uh, do skill work, lift, then conditioning. Okay. And then just really tried to make as much progress as we could leading into practice, like trying to combine things where we could simulate how he would be working in practice before he even got officially cleared to practice. So, I mean, like, like I said, we, we painted the picture for him on his recruiting visit. And I know that's, that was a, um, a big deciding factor with him. And then honestly, his, his effort and energy about everything, even if it was just something as small as a, as a 20 minute session with me and Luke, like he attacked it and he was great. So like there was, there was, very rarely a time where he even went backwards okay um, and it really even he if if you want to look at like the data on like our force plate or our connects on stuff he actually was improving during the season um, in terms of how fast he was running or how high he was jumping and that's just a testament to his effort and his belief in us um, but really it was hey let's let's just try to continue to move the needle every single day and that's easy with with a guy like him
2: how long would you say it took him to get back into like quote unquote game shape throughout that entire process? Because I would just think when you're taking a year plus off, that's gotta be really hard to get back. And I can remember Cole and I like having these panicky mm-hmm. K-State fan conversations about it before the season being like, man, is he going to be able to get back to, to the shape that he needs to be in? What what was that like? And how long did it really take for him to get there?
3: Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd say he could have played in a game within four to five weeks. And that's that's honestly because we were we were so conservative at the start. We're like, hey, we want there to be no doubt that you're gonna make improvements every single day you walk in this building, if not multiple times a day. Like that was our main goal for him. Okay. And that will allow him to be confident and and feel more prepared every single day. So that was that was a the key there. But by the time that fourth week came around, I would I I would say he could have went in a game and, and contributed good minutes admit minutes to it like we have a we have a little philosophy here within the strength staff it's like even in the off season even the when we took the seven or ten days off after after fau there like we're always going to be two weeks out from being in game shape so if somebody were to call us and say we wanted to run it back or play again all right, we can put 10 to 14 days together and be ready to go okay obviously that changes when you get into um your practice season where you get 20 hours and And you can practice five or six days a week and um, the usage is on the court way, way, way higher than it is in the weight room. But that's that's just kind of a look into kind of one, how we approach Keontae and two, how we blended what our general philosophy is.
2: This maybe doesn't matter quite as much now that he's been drafted, obviously, and and is in the NBA with the Thunder. but throughout that process, like how much were you talking to teams about his medical situation? And were you guys kind of like crossing your fingers there at the end there, hoping that it was going to get cleared and he would be able to go on to the next level?
3: Yeah. um, No, no team really asked me about that. Um, I think they, they went, if they could, through the cardiologists and and the surge everything, everybody asked about how he was as a person. And then how we, uh, how we handled, one, getting them back into shape, but, two, any, any heart rate data. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I counted 22 ultimately called about him, and all of them, if not the first question or it was the second question, they'd ask, hey, what, what is he like in the weight room? What is he like when uh, he knows you have something, something difficult coming up in terms of whether it be a practice or a lift or a conditioning session? And with him, like like he, he's a confident kid and he, he's, he's going to crush whatever we put in front of him. And that, that's that's what I said. I, I did not need to fight him on, on anything with that. So those were like really the, the big questions I asked. Like very rarely did we ever have to talk heart rate monitor or, or anything like that.
2: Well, as far as guys on the, the team right now, I mean, Naquan Tomlin, we saw the video of him hanging out in uh, at, at Rucker Park the other day. Uh, I think this was actually, like, maybe on Reem's social media. But Jareem had a, a video where he and Marquise were kind of, like, giving Naquan a little bit of grief about his weights and where he's at. So, like, where has where Naquan Tomlin's focus been? And, like, what what is he weighing these days? Where do you guys want to see him get to?
3: Yeah. Uh, Kwan's focus has been good. He's um, he's obviously had all those workouts in the spring, so his his time was a little different. I believe he did workouts with five NBA teams in the spring, um, so we had to kind of modify his spring compared to some of the guys that, um, that stuck around. But ultimately, that was probably that was more driven by Keese with his experience with the summer league. And I know talking with him and hearing what his take was through the staff and everything, like the physicality is just a next level. It's it's grown men in the NBA, and Keese obviously had success in the summer league. But that was one of his take home take home points there. So with Quan right now, um, we're putting a big, big push. on, putting some mass on him, getting him stronger. Um, He's getting off the floor quicker, which is nice. That's kind of some of the um, advanced data we we take. He is probably about 207 to 210 right now. And I mean, we'll just give, give you guys inside scoop. Like the people, the reports that we're getting on him is if he can get to 220, it's a, it's a no brainer in terms of his draft stock and, um, he's motivated. We've talked about it. Um, I, I'm confident he's going to get there. We still have two weeks of of practice before we go on our foreign tour here. Then we get another uh, four or five when we get back. Um, and and that, that that's going to be it for Quan. I, I think he's going to lock in and and re- really get it rolling here.
2: Well, this is where I get to to be a bad host and blow right through what my producer is telling me. But just one quick follow up on that, like what what do you have in Naquan eat? Like is it all like? protein gainer sort of shakes like what do you what are you guys doing to try and get him to put that yeah
3: yeah so I mean I've told Tang this like coach Tang this that like if we're just chasing a number like that's that's easy I I I can go I can go work at a planet fitness and 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 get people to a certain body weight we want to do it the right way we want to do it with in a way that that once we go go into shark we can go into our four weeks of practice like he's still going to have great habits where even if that point he's not going to be putting mass on, all right, he's still going to be doing the right things. All right, so I'm not just going to have him go eat a whole box of pizza and and just pound protein shakes all the time. We want to eat a high frequency of, of real food, stuff that was picked, your plants, all right, your lean proteins, everything like that. We want that to be involved with every fueling he has, and for him, that needs to be about five or six times a day, okay, and and correctly spaced, not just. Hey, I'm going to eat four things before one. All right. And then we have our practice and then I'm going to do four skill workouts after it. And then only do only, only eat one more time after that. That's, that's not right. So for the most part, we provide a lot of that stuff and every time he comes in the building and to his credit, he's been in the building, um, a lot here, uh, like he's going to get the, the right options and we're going to get him there. Um, but yeah, that those are really the basic basic principles we follow. As long as it was it's a lean protein and it, it's it's something that was that was picked and and fresh and right, that's that's what we're rolling with. But we have we have nutritionist help too. We got RDs that, that put a lot of time and effort into him too. So that's that's not all on my plate, but it's it's something that our really performance team communicates about regularly.
2: Well, eventually I'm sure that'll get him uh, fitting even better in those uh, home field t-shirts that he can well, be, right. watching, uh, which of course, Cole and I both have on right now are home field gear. You guys know, if you've been listening to the pod for a while, best place to get your K-State gear. They've got a whole new K-State line that has been uh, released here in the last uh, couple months this summer. They've got a, a bunch of new gear, great stuff. I love the copper bull shirt that you guys see me wearing a lot. Shout out to uh, the 1993 team, but great retro stuff. They've got, All sorts of teams, 100-plus teams on their website. It's homefieldapparel.com to make sure that you go get your home field gear and get geared up for football season. Man, it's just around the corner. Football and hoops will be here before you know it, so make sure you've got everything stocked up and ready to go. We'll be back in just a minute with more with Phil Beyer.
1: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app, find it on the App Store, or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. kc sports network
4: Network. hey phil when it when it comes to the training of the guys and strength and conditioning on the basketball aspect side is there a certain area you focus on more i think about k-state basketball under frank martin scott greenwald was the strength and conditioning coach those guys were huge and and really strong kind of bulky do you focus more on bulk strength or is it with coach tang does he want guys that are more explosive burst athleticism how do you kind of balance that
3: yeah uh that's that's an interesting question okay because the times have changed and i don't mean that trying to sound like old yeah. um, like even when i started my career i had i had eight hours in the summer where it was on the guys to plan their skill work and their pickup Whereas now we get four hours with me and then four hours on the floor with the staff. Okay. So ultimately my goal is to make sure they are as ready to play every single day as possible. The best of the best ability is availability. So like hypothetically speaking, if we took, I know we just talked about Kwan, if we took him from when he got here and just bulked him up to look like Giannis in, in one, one, one summer that how he would respond to that. You might be looking at some overuse injuries or some aches and pains or some, some, some growing pains there. Okay. So we want to find a way that for each individual player, right. They are achieving their goals while being having, while having plenty in the tank for their four hours on the floor. And then our guys really love each other. They play pickup like three or four times a week. So we want to make sure they're good for that too. So for the most part, it's really going more on that 1% train that we keep talking about. It's like, okay, how can we gain a half pound here in a day or a pound here um, and then feel good enough to continue to go out on the floor and play? So, like, it goes into the recruiting. Like, every official visit we get and sometimes even guys that we're just in the process with that that might be interested in changing their bodies or changing their performance, like, they, they meet with me and Lou and in our RDs for 20 to 45 minutes, and we show them what an ideal situation would look like for them, okay? And a lot of that is combining what we're doing on the floor with what we're doing in the weight room. So if it's going to be very difficult on the floor, a lot of up and down, uh, five-on-five collision-based type of things, like we want to make sure we're going hard in the weight room. So when we do back off on the floor and it's a little more skill-related, that means like I'm not going to go crush them in the weight room and they have zero ability to recover at all. So uh, I do know just based on the past two years, coach Tang does like recruiting long athletic, for lack of a better term, skinny guys. So we have had to put mass on guys like Taj Manning has put on um, 20 pounds. Dorian Finister is up 23. Naquan really net is about 15 to 16 there uh cam carter is up to 198 so that's what that, that's 21 for him um Jarrell is up about 10 right around 240 245 depending on the day there um so that that has been a main focus here um but like for the most part it's a year round we're always lifting we're always uh, going to do some form of scale or practice and we want to make sure that we're as we're as healthy as possible and as strong as possible within their goals
4: You mentioned times of change, which kind of feeds into next question. What are some of the changes from like an analytics, advanced analytics standpoint that have occurred? Like we see the football team putting out 22 mile per hour metrics like that. And I was at the Jerome Tang father son camp and I went through your stations with my son Brody and you had like the speed monitoring set up and all of the different things. How does that play into it? And what are some of the cool, unique things that you guys are using?
3: Yeah. So uh football uses catapult for their their uh GPS data, which is when we say GPS, that means when either they do a speed session or a practice session, you can get their speeds from it. Um so we use connexon. That's a tool that's utilized more in the NBA. It's actually better for indoor sports, so that, that's why we use it. It's something they wear in their hip there. Um you've probably seen it. If guys fold their shor- sh- uh their shorts over, um that gives us a number of different data, it's their highest jump. Uh, their top speed, their uh, time spent in different different speed zones, um, how many times they did jump in a practice. Uh, it kind of takes all that data and p- spits out a load score, which um, we utilize for our difficulty of h- how difficult the practice was. Um, so we utilize that every single day. Uh, we have a force plate here that's more jump related. Um, it tracks different phases of the jump. So if they're Dipping, if they're lowering their body and leaning more to one side, it's going to tell us there if they're, t- if they're slower off the ground, which is a sign of fatigue, um, that it's going to, it's going to tell us that obviously it's going to measure jump height, how much time you spent in the air. And then when you land, you land more on your left versus your right. Um, a lot of different things there. So we, we utilize the force play about four times a week and it's a great way to track progress. And you can really see guys get stronger without putting 400 pounds in their hand or on their back. Um, so that's really good for our freshmen. Um, but yeah, those are the two big tech, uh, technology, uh, tools we use. Um, there's some things in the weight room that track bar speed so we can train different percentages every single day, as opposed to just guessing that the player is, uh, fully recovered or anything like that. Um, it's, it's been, it's been a very interesting process learning all of this stuff, whereas like, the coaches I I started my career with were just like just get him stronger. I want to see more iron on the bar, and that's how we're going to get better at basketball. Which for some people that is the case, but for for other people like Arthur, for instance, he came in here very very well developed, like and very strong as is. Like getting him that much stronger isn't that more important. Getting him off the ground quicker, and moving his feet better is more important. So um, having tools like that really really helped.
2: That's a perfect lead-in. I was about to ask about Arthur Kaluma, Tyler Perry, two transfers that people are really, really excited about. Mm -hmm. What is K-State getting? Like, what are you seeing in these guys as far as athletes, competitors, et cetera, that you've been
3: around? You are getting two elite competitors, guys that want to be in the facility, guys that want to maximize every resource we have here and are excited to do it. I mean, we do – we do optional agility sessions, and that's one thing. During uh, Art's recruiting visit, he he felt he wasn't as good during the NBA Combine as at, as others at. So he's in here every day. We start at ten a.m. He's ever in here every day at nine, and we're doing thirty or forty minutes on the floor, um, moving his feet, teaching him how to accelerate, everything like that. And that that's improved him greatly. Um, Tyler Perry uh, came in. He was a little big. He was a little little heavy, and he was willing to admit that. But he's lost about 14 pounds, and, like, dude's a leader. He just he loves helping people, loves being with players, um, loves competing. Just an everyday guy.
2: Well, we can't forget about the three freshmen, most talented freshman class that K-State has had in, in quite a while coming in here. And you, you tweeted out a picture the other day that got people pretty <laughs> pretty fired up about them and, and how their bodies are looking right now. But, uh, you know, Day RJ, McCaleb, uh same question there what what is case they getting in those three and where are they kind of at in their in their development with you right now
3: yeah all three of them love ball i mean like they they've came in and and they like they're almost all three of them are consistently part of what we call like the breakfast club like i'll come in and i'll meet with meet with my staff around 7 or 7 30 a.m and we'll make sure everything for the day for the guys is taken care of and if not all three of them, two of them are in there every single day, like as we're arriving, like not even like just sitting there waiting for anything. They're already doing their form shooting or anything like that. So um, a ton of excitement about that. Uh, Their bodies are changing greatly. Day Day's put on about seven pounds. RJ, he has, he's a weight loss goal guy. So he's, he's dropped a good amount and leaned out quite a bit. And then, I mean, uh, buddy Michaela Britch is probably the most put together freshman I've I've ever came across um, talk about somebody who who is extremely twitchy um, extremely physical just very very gifted um, and he's made great progress as well but they all they all like there's been zero issue in terms of like acclimating to the weight room sometimes you get you get freshmen that it's a big eye opening experience there every single day look at me square in the eye and what do I got to do? What, what, what do you recommend? Like, am I doing this right? Like, very coachable. So everybody should be very excited about them.
1: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network.
4: Phil, John mentioned the uh, the social media pictures of the freshmen. You, you tweeted out a lot of those pictures last year, too, of some of the gains that guys are making. Is, is that something you like to do in engaging with the fans on social media? And can we expect any uh, anything new from you on social this year?
3: Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to do, like, the fastest 60 seconds in the Big 12 or in college basketball going along with, like, our tempo and just do, like, a quick two- or three-second burst of each lift or drill or anything we're doing. Um But yeah, I do know like the the guys, like it's human nature. Okay. I'm going to go in, I'm going to lift these weights. I'm going to go to practice and then I'm going to eat whatever, whatever is prescribed and whatever uh, is told that's going to help me. And wow. Now all of a sudden my shirt fits tighter or all of a sudden um, I I look better when I wear uh, the cutoff or anything like that. Like, like they, they, the players notice that stuff and honestly it's their hard work that changes their bodies. Like, I want to reward them for it. Like you shouldn't go whatever it is in the spring, three or four weeks and eight or nine weeks in the summer, then another three or four in the fall. And just, just be like, okay. Yeah. Like I, I'm getting, I'm getting a pat on the back. That that's not enough. Like I'm going to, I'm going to put it out. And if you, you make a great sacrifice to transform your body and ultimately help your performance. Like I'm, I want, I want to show some love. Like I'm going to tell you it every single day, but like, like, I think the, the world needs to know it's something that that I, I've, I've told guys before. But, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're hopefully going to get uh, creative here on the social side or at least at least stuff that that's going on in the weight room. And we can we can show you that. But um, the before and after pictures is, is, is stuff that I've always um, I've always done and like rewarding the guys for it.
4: All right. You got to tell us about Shark Week. What what can you tell us that that entails? You don't have to give away all the details. We saw the shirts last year and Coach Tang talked about it extensively. So what, what can you tell us about what Shark Week means and what you guys do there?
3: Yeah. So we start every day at, um, I believe it's 530. Okay. 530. And um, we utilize the hour that we have on the strength and conditioning side for conditioning. And then if we have certain standards for drills and if they're met, it, it should be done in an hour, and then we can move on to basketball. And if they're not met, we're just going to keep going until we get it done because um, I think that's, uh, that's a testament of uh, creating the attitude that you want to win. We're not, we're not going to move on until, until we've uh, either won or we've learned, and, and that's, it's five days. Um, it's very competitive. It's, it's very intense. Um, I'm not going to go through the drills here, or anything like that, because it's, it's, it's ever-changing. Um, but, no, I, I do know the guys last year. It, it, it gave them an edge that I, I think they developed, but they didn't even reala- realize how much of an edge it gave them. Like, we were 5-0 and in overtime games. Like, even – even uh, like, in particular, that uh, that West Virginia game, that started off Big 12 play and then the Michigan State game. Both of those games kind of ended bad for us. Like, they hit shots at the buzzer and we – like, what what people might think were on the ropes, whereas we sat down in the huddle and all the guys were like, we, we practice harder than these guys. We work harder. We've been – we've seen – we've seen it all. Like, it's, it's not going to throw us off. We're winning this game. We're good. And I think that was greatly attributed to Shark Week because – like we use the term stretching them where they, they've been stretched and now they can respond from things.
2: Yeah, that's a great point. I had not considered that with the connecting the overtime to everything you guys do on the strength and conditioning side, but it makes perfect sense. Uh, so definitely a, a job well done tip of the cap. As far as that goes, you also brought up, you know, just being on the bench with these guys throughout the year. What's like the best, best story that you can tell us or best memory that you have. I'm putting you on the spot a little bit there, but from, from being on the bench with this team last year,
3: man, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to answer first selfishly as a strength conditioning coach. Number one was Taj Manning after that West Virginia game. We, we had been going back and forth on like, hey, what's a good weight gain goal number for you? Like he was at about 215 at that time. And I mentioned he's, he's up to about 230 now. But immediately after that West Virginia game, he saw the physicality of this league. He grabs me after the game and just goes, Coach, I need to get to 230. So <laughs> I thought that was funny um uh, a couple of them i mean you got when sandstorm came back into the mix that was that was cool like i like it was an important time in the game and i believe we were winning but like you could see the guys like oh, oh my gosh like this is this is um this is impressive um another time reem fell through a chair getting so excited that 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 was that was entertaining um but we're, 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 he recovered from it and, and we're good there. Um, no, I mean, there was, there was just so many, There's just like, it's so many, especially everything at the home games, like the, the, the fans provide us and, and getting behind us and whether it's good or bad, like helping us along the way, like that's, that's really just, just been awesome and seeing the guys feed off of it and connect with each other. Like it, it, that's just a blast
2: we've got some some fun ones to get you out on here so which now i'd I, speaking of Jareem, i i have seen he does peloton i've seen him at nine round like he's mm-hmm. he's he's getting after it mm-hmm. well, which which coach if it's him great if not great but which coach on the staff would have the best shot of making it through like the the phil Byer strength and conditioning program in one piece
3: uh anthony Winchester trained with me for a while a dub yeah. He, uh, he, it's, it's actually kind of offensive to me that people mistake him for the strength conditioning coach. Um, but, but I mean, maybe it's a compliment to his hair cause it's almost as good as mine, but, um, no, he, uh, he trained with me for a while. You'll see carp in here a lot. Um, he, 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 uh, he frequents in here, but Reem, Reem has years training on us. Like he, he, he's, he's been with me at arc state and North Texas and, um, he, we've, we've done obstacle course runs together. Uh, at the, I would trust Ream to help the rest of the staff along in terms of running a Phil Byer um, lift day or routine or anything like that.
4: Hey, you—you you averaged uh 23 yards a catch playing college football up in Massachusetts, Phil. Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, what 728 yards on 32 receptions. I'm the stats guy, Phil, so uh, I'm always going to bring that to the table here. What was football your first love, or is that your favorite sport?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, uh, I my first four years of my college strength, condi- uh, college strength and conditioning coaching career, um. I thought I was gonna be a football strength coach. Like I, I, I coach men's basketball and it's just kind of part of who I am is to give my very, very best, no matter what team it is, whether it's football, men's basketball, tennis, gymnastics, track and field, cheer and dance. Like I, I got into this profession to help others because I had four great college strength conditioning coaches that helped me. So um, yeah, I started off SEMO. Uh, I, was, I was an assistant with the football team and ran men's and women's basketball uh, then that led to Ark State, Arkansas State, where I was an assistant with the football staff, and then ran men's basketball, men's women's track field. Like, I I was planning on on being a director of football strength conditioning, um, and then that I mean I met Grant McCaslin at uh, Arkansas State and saw how he ran a program and uh, some of the stuff that like he took from Baylor and put his own spin on it, and I really just got in the mindset of like I I, I like working basketball and. Um, I actually think there's selfishly speaking, there's, there's some cooler things you can do with basketball players than you can do with football players in terms of programming, in terms of individuality, like, like I, I, and then I just had to make a decision once, uh, coach Mack went to North Texas and offered me a job that, um, go all in on the basketball side and haven't turned back since. I love it. I love uh, kind, it. Mike.
4: Yeah. Kind, kind of a two-part question here, Phil, real quick. The, What about Manhattan? You're a guy that's been in a lot of places. What about Manhattan stands out to you and your wife, Jenna? And then also just the culture of Jerome Tang and this program and the staff and all the team dinners you guys do, all the get togethers, the karaoke with Keontae that night of his visit, Dreams film. And it just seems like such a close knit locker room. You guys balance the fun with the workmanlike atmosphere. So I'm just curious your thoughts on both of those.
3: Yeah. So uh, you asked about Manhattan first. Um, Every everybody kind of hit me when I took the job about like, oh, like you're leaving Miami for Manhattan. Like, what are you doing? Like, like, I mean, I one, I had lived in a, a quote unquote college town before, so it wasn't wasn't an eye that big of an eye-opening experience. But two, like, I got into this profession because I love what I do and I want to devote nine or ten months really of really, really hard, uh deliberate work to it. And then Um, whenever we're off, we can be off. We can decide if we want to go on vacation, we go on vacation. But Manhattan has been super welcoming. Like, like every, I've never been anywhere where people are just so nice. Even if you're just sitting at a restaurant and there's somebody next to you or, or you're going through the grocery store and actually accidentally bump into somebody with your cart, they're going to apologize to you. Like (laughs) it's, it's, it's wild. And then obviously the energy around the program, like, I mean, I. I've never, I haven't been at a place where people get as fired up about it as they do here, and hopefully we continue to give them something to get fired up about. Um, but yeah, Jen and I love it. Um, like we 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 wouldn't have changed it for anything. Uh, and then going back on on the culture of uh, Coach Tang and this these players and this staff, like like I mean, Reem Reem gets on his phone and puts it out, but that's just that's every day. Like there's going to be something like that every day, and whether it's just Messing around in the locker room, whether it's pre-practice, whether it's something during a meeting like like we're going to be ourselves. And if you like it, come on. If if, if you don't, that's OK. We're not going to we're not going to put any any shame on it like that. Like we're, we're all about working really, really hard, having fun with each other, because that's that's what makes it enjoyable. We put in way too much time to have this just everything be on a whistle and it has to look exactly like this. Yeah. We have standards that, that if we don't get something right, we're we're, we're not going to move on from it, but like, we're going to have a blast living life with each other, whether it's staff, staff, players, coaches, um, players, players, like however the connection is like, we want to make it as enjoyable as possible. And that's, that's, that, that's really just oozes through this whole program, no matter whether it's my interns or our managers or our full-time staff, like, that's just how we roll.
2: One of those glimpses we got to see into it in the <clears throat> entire world, uh, all of TikTok, basically got to see it too. Was was the uh, the lowdown, the clapping, little baby, the song. Mm-hmm. How long had that been going on before that actually got out? Like, did you ever in your wildest imagination think that was going to turn into
3: what it did? No, because that that's normal. Like like to be honest, that that was like the fourth song. Like I think we had to change it after we lost a road game, in which we didn't win many road games starting off. So like, like, like that. There was there was probably three or four songs before that that the vibe was the same. Like we're gonna be loose, we're gonna be excited, we're gonna and we're gonna be we're gonna be together, and that's what sh- what you're gonna get if you're gonna be you're gonna beat us. You're gonna have to beat all of us, and that's that's how we roll. You're just gonna be ready to play, and um, yeah, none of that was staged or or fake or anything. Like it's that had been going on with every game, and like I said, it was. I think that was like the third or fourth variation of a song that we 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 got ready for
2: Well, K state we know is very blessed with strength coaches right now i mean we've heard lots of great things about tremaine carroll and what he's doing with the football program who's got the better bench though i want to know who can
3: bench more phil buyer or uh, or coach true uh I, i'm gonna give that one to true yeah, i'm gonna give that one to true but i mean i might be able to run faster or jump higher you know 23 yards a catch doesn't lie okay fair enough
2: touche and uh, selfishly last question here is there any better strength and conditioning program in the world
3: than crossfit oh (laughs) for maybe for a general pop general pop I, i do know i i some of the some of the guys when they go home i'll i'll search like gyms in their area and i'll i'll tell them like hey just go drop into this box and you can you can do your squats and deadlifts clean pulls and accessory work there but um we we have a very deliberate approach in terms of how we roll here. So we'll we'll make sure we get over to seven eighty five. We will. We will we'll make sure we get a lift with everybody there. But um in terms of in terms of for these guys, I gotta I gotta err on the performance side. Well,
4: yeah. Phil, Phil we can prove that. We can have John Kurtz go do a workout with you under your program and we can film it, you know, and put it on a three MOP pod, you know.
3: Yeah, I, I, I like the sound of that. Yeah, yeah I mean, it. I'm not,
4: I'm not volunteering myself, but, Phil. I'll go. Would, I'll would, be the cam. I'll be the camera guy.
3: What would we call that segment? Probably John dying is that
2: would be called. <laughs> so I don't. I, I'm not man enough for Shark Week. I don't think. Well, uh, we might have to skip that. But hey, Phil, we appreciate the time immensely. Man, it's been a blast catching up to you or catching up with you. Thank you for everything you're doing for this for this program and this school. And uh, just keep it up, man. Can't wait to see what you guys do this year.
1: Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.